This is Gemara and Pizza Daf Lamed Aleph for the learning this month. The month of Tishrei has been generously sponsored as the Schos for Hashem of Shlomo Ben Yutem Yirtashem. He should have a continued recovery. The Schos of the entire Chabura's learning should be a tremendous Schos for Hashem for him, as well as the Schos Shiluk for Shir Miriam Bas Vizagito Shal Chaim and Tavira Shaindel Esav Bas Shana Malkaler and Chaim Elyon Mordechai Bas Tava Shaindel Esagito Bas Tava Shaindel, as well as the Schos for Hashem of Shlomo Yosef and Yevrei Man of Avega Chaim and Zar Shlomo Simon Reis Leitel Sar Bas Kenandel Ito Bas Yim Bas Chayim. And we begin on the top of a Aleph, a new parak to start of the day. Says the Mishnah, maybe, excuse me, not a new parak, a new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. You have a fire on Yantiv, you need extra fuel for your fire. Where do you get that fuel? Says the Mishnah. You have to bring in wood from the field. From that which is prepared before Yantiv, that which is sitting in a pile and gathered before Yantiv. If you want to bring it in from a karfi, from an enclosure, then then you let even use that which is scattered. So again, if you're going out to the field, then it has to be piled and ready. If you're going to the Karafif to an enclosed area, the wood can even be scattered around. Says the Mishnah, Ezehu Karafif. What is a Karafif? Whatever is close to the city, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. And of course, the Gemara is going to explain exactly what that means. Rabbi Yaisi Aymer explains Rabbi Yaisi, no. Says Rabbi Yaisi, a different opinion. Whatever you need a Paiseches, what is a Paiseches? As we'll see in the Gemara. It means a key. If you have to enter into the area with a key, then even if it's anywhere within the tchum, it's going to be allowed. Meaning, the first opinion Rabbi Yehuda said, if it's in an enclosure, it has to be near the city. Rabbi Yehuda seemingly is extending this. And says Rabbi Yehuda, if you have a key to get into this area, with anywhere within the tchum, which obviously is quite large, you're going to be allowed to gather it in. Says the Gemara, Let's begin to understand exactly what this halach of bringing wood in on Shabbos. Amr Rav Yudah Amr Shmuel says Rav Yudah Amr Shmuel Ein mevi'en eitzin element and mechunasim Just like the Mishnah taught us, you're not allowed to bring wood except something that is mechunas, it's piled, it's prepared before Yantif. Shebekarf, element and mechunasim, excuse me, Shabbat in an enclosure. So this is obviously a bit different than the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? That if it's an enclosure, it could be scattered. If it's not in an enclosure, then it has to be piled. What does Rabbi Yudah say? No, even in the enclosure, it has to be piled. It has to be mechunas, gathered together. Asks the Gemara, we just pointed out. We learned to the Mishnah, when you're getting it from the Karfeif, even if it's Scattered to you, Rabbi Yudamar Shmuel taught us no. If it's in the karfi, if it's in an enclosure, it's still asking the chunas by altogether. What do you mean? We have a Mishnah that says that when it's in a karfi, it could be even scattered all over the world. Answers the Gemara, Masnisa Nichidai. Our Mishnah is in truth not like Rabbi Yudamar Shmuel, but our Mishnah's Adas Yachar is a singular opinion. The Tanya, as we learned today, Bryce. Do not disagree with regard to items which are scattered in a field. If it's scattered in a field, they both agree you're not allowed to use that as firewood. And if it's piled, if it's gathered, 
in the carfeith, in the enclosed area, they agree, Shemivim, you're allowed to bring it. So again, if it's in the field scattered, nothing doing. If it's in the, in the enclosure and it's piled, everyone says it's good. So what's the debate between Bishami and Bishilel? Explains of Shemin Elazar. Aman Echlikun, what do they argue? Al Mifuzarim, Shevikarfeith. If it's mefuzar, if it's scattered in the enclosure, and of course this is going to be where the Mishnah's opinion is going to come in. Or when it's piled in the field. So our Mishnah is going with the opinion of Rosh Ben Elazar according to Beisilel. Like Beisil just said, Yavi, you'll have to bring in what case? In the case of Mefuzar in the Karafif, scattered in an enclosure or piled in a field. The exact case of the Mishnah is like Beisil, but according to whom? Rav Shimon ben Elazar. Of course, Rav Yudam Rishmol, no. Rav Yudam Rishmol disagrees with Rav Shimon ben Elazar. And Rav Yudam Rishmol says, that even when it's in an enclosed area, it still has to be piled. If it's scattered, it's nothing doing. And of course, what at the crux of this whole discussion is what makes something set aside, not to muksa, prepared for yantiv use, is the fact that it's in an enclosure and enough. Does it have to be piled? Could it be scattered? Does it have to be within the tchub? That's exactly what's going on over here. So the Gemara just explained that our Mishnah is going with the Rashim bin Elazar, the way the he explains Beis Hillel. Amar Rava, Rava comes along with a bit of a first cousin, Alacha. If we have leaves of vines and leaves of reeds, even though they're gathered as well as umaisvi, excuse me, umaisvi, and they're lying, they're gathered together and they're lying in the ground for yantif. Kivan, sin says, Rava, what would happen if a wind would come and you have these vines? The wind would scatter them everywhere. Says Rava, the fact that they're piled is irrelevant because they're too light. The wind could just blow them away. They're like scattered vast. We're really not to use them on Yantif. However, explains Rava, if you put a utensil on top of them, you take your cup and you sit on top of these vines, you make sure it will not scatter in the wind. Then says Rava, then it's okay and you can use that on Yantif. That's the first part of the Mishnah. When we can use wood in the carfaith, what level you need? Is it even allowed to be scattered? Like the Mishnah says, like Roshim and Elazar, the opinion of Beis Hillel. Or no, does it have to be gathered like Rav Yudam or Shmuel? Says the Gemara, the two dots, about 20 lines down. What is a Garfeif said the Mishnah? If it's Samachleir, if it's near the city. Ask the Gemara. What exactly is the case of the Mishnah? Ask the Gemara. Does the Mishnah mean to say that when it's near the city, that's the case, that if it has the Isle Paisachas, if it has a key, that's the case that you're allowed to take it in? And then what's the Chiddush of Rabbi? Even within the Tchum Shabbos, is that one way of learning the Mishnah? We'll explain in a moment. This is what the Mishnah means. When it's close to the city, when it's near the city, he says the Tanakhama, says Rabbi Yehuda, I don't care if you have a key, if you don't have a key, if it's locked up or not. If it's near the city, that's enough. 
And then what's the Chiddush of Rabbi Yaisi? What's Rabbi Yaisi the Meimer? And there Rabbi Yaisi comes to say, "I feel we say Chum Shabbos." But but I've got this late by Zeches. Avolasli by Zeches. If there's no key, I feel we say Chum Nami Loi. So the Gemara is asking a fundamental shaila: What is the debate in the Mishnah between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi? How far does it go? Because Rabbi Yehuda says near the city, Rabbi Yaisi says key. So what exactly is this debate? Is it a twofold debate or a onefold debate? That's the question of the Gemara. Is the Rabbi Yehuda saying that? When it's near the city and it has a key, that's when it's going to be allowed to be taken because it's considered prepared. And Rav Yossi says, no, if it has a key, even the whole tchum, one way of learning, or no. Rav Yudha says, when it's near the city, I don't care if it has a key, even without a key. The mere fact that it's near a city, it's enough. And Rav Yossi comes along and he says, no. That even when it doesn't have, even when it has a key, excuse me, the Rav Yossi comes to say that when it's in the Tchum Shabbos, when it has a key, it's going to work. But it doesn't have a key, it doesn't work. So again, to say it slightly better, is the Chiddush of Rav Yossi a Chiddush specifically with regard to a key? That Rav Yossi comes along to be Mechadish, when you have a key, you can extend the boundaries. Whereas Rav Yehuda said no. When it's near the city. So each one has their focus. Review the focus is near a city. Review see's focus is key. And once it has a key, you even extend it. That's one way of learning. The second way. Or is Review also discussing a case of key, but he also needs it to be near the city. And Review see says no. Answers the Gemara. Let's answer what exactly is this debate between Review and Review see. What's the wording of the Mishnah? Rabbi Yossi introduced the whole idea of a key. We learn from here that Rabbi Yossi is saying a doubling in C. Shmamina says the Gemara, it is conclusive. And Amar Avsela, Amar Avyermia, Halacha. This indeed is the halacha, says the Gemara, like Rav Yaisi, to be lenient, a double, a dual leniency, as the Gemara points out. Let's let Rashi teach us one Rashi before we move on to the next Rishna. Rashi is in the second wide line, says Rashi, Kalaymar, says the Rashi, and of course we know whenever Rashi uses the word Kalaymar, He's coming to teach me something that is not necessarily the most posh way of understanding. Says Rashi, the does not need both. He's making in two cases. If it's near the city, even without a key. If it has a key, even if it's not near the city. And that is what Rabbi Yossi's Chiddush is, that when it's locked, even far from the town, or when it's near the town, even without the lock. That's the way Rashi learns. There's a bunch of long Rashis, but that's the Iker, that's the main ingredient over here, that the Gemara is teaching us, that Rabbi Yossi is coming along to teach us a dual kula. Number one, a kia itself suffices even outside the tchum. Excuse me. Even not close to the city if it's within the tchum. And number two, if it's near the city, even without a ki. Says the Mishnah, a new Mishnah. You now let a chop wood, neither from beams nor from wood. So number one, what type of wood are you allowed to use? And number two, what utensil are you allowed to use? Number one, you're not allowed to chop wood. That's what? That broke from a beam on Yantif. That came from wood on Yantif. 
Number two, you're not allowed to chop wood with an axe, a cardine. Number two, a magira, a saw. Number three, a magal, a sickle. What are you allowed to use? Um, uh, excuse me, a kuipet, which we've seen already, is a butcher's cleaver. And now let's turn over to Lamed, Lamed Aleph Amid Beis. And let's let the Gemara explain exactly what is going on over here. Again, two parts to the Mishnah. Number one, what type of wood are you allowed to cut down? Number two, what utensil are you allowed to use to cut down that wood? Says the Gemara, or the, I should say, the Gemara starts off by asking a question. What is the first part of the Mishnah say? You can't cut down wood. Second part of the Mishnah says, you could cut down with a butcher's cleaver. What's going on? The Mishnah said you can't cut it down. The good all inserting words into the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah says, do not let it cut down. What do you not let it cut down? A stack of beams. A nor from a beam that broke in Yantiv. What do you yes let it chop? If a beam broke an Arab Yantiv, now it's set aside for firewood. Now you're allowed to cut it down. But when you cut it down, you must use the butcher's cleaver. So says the Gemara, two parts to the Mishnah. Number one, regular wood, don't touch. If it broke Arab Yantiv, then you could touch it. How can you touch it? With the butcher's cleaver. Now with the pile of beams, and now with something that broke on because it's not prepared, showing us that the issue is a muksa issue. But if it's prepared before Yantif because the beam broke before Yantif, then you're yes allowed to cut it down. And how are you allowed to cut it down? With the butcher's cleaver. And one of the items the Mishnah said you're not allowed to use was the cardine. Says the Gemara, 10 lines down, two dots. There's two parts of an axe, says the Gemara. We don't necessarily associate with this so much because we don't necessarily use axes to chop wood. But says the Gemara, the Nikeva is the female part, which is the wide part of the axe, says Rashi, you're not allowed to use. But the Zachrus, the narrow part of the axe, you're yes allowed to use. Says the Gemara, Pshita, that's obvious. Because what do the Mishnah say you're allowed to use? You have to use a butcher's cleaver. And what is a butcher's cleaver? It's a narrow blade. So if you want to go use an axe with a narrow blade, of course it's allowed, because it's the exact same thing as the butcher's cleaver. Answers the Gemara, a terrorist I'm sure everyone could anticipate on their own. You know what the Havamina was? You're only allowed to use the butcher's cleaver. Ah, you're going to ask me, but the butcher's cleaver is narrow, and that half of the axe is also narrow. But the axe, the kupits, Ema, but uh, excuse me, um, Avo, Kardain Vekoipitz, but an axe blade and a cleaver blade. Meaning, if you're using the cleaver, one more time, if you're using the axe like a cleaver, I would say, Ema, Migu the high gisa aser, high gisa aser. I would think just like that side is aser, that side is aser. Meaning, you would think it's not a din, it's not necessarily specific to the type of blade, but the utensil. The utensil of an axe is forbidden. One side is forbidden, another side is forbidden. I, the other side is the same thing as a kaipit as a butcher's cleaver. I don't care. The utensil is forbidden because it's aser. Kamash Milan, that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. That, excuse me, that's the Chiddush of the Gemara, that you're allowed to use the axe with the narrow side. That's one way of learning. Vika Damasli La Seifa. And there's some that learned this din. 
at the end of the Mishnah. What did the end of the Mishnah say again? It's going to be the exact same thing, just rewording it backwards. Elobit Kaipitz, you're allowed to use the butcher's cleaver. On that, when is it allowed with the act, with the, excuse me, when is it allowed with the butcher's cleaver, with the Zachros, with the narrow part? Of course not. It says you can't use an axe. An axe is why? Only an axe. You would think if you have a butcher's cleaver with a wide end, that's also allowed. Kamash Malan, then no, that's not allowed. So we're seeing two different details with regard to what type of utensil you're allowed to use. It has to be a narrow blade and it has to be a butcher's cleaver. The two different Lashainas of learning of the Gemara, why the Mishnah said specifically you can't use an axe, a saw, or a sickle. I mean, you could, yes, use the karda and you could, yes, use the axe. And that is Mishnah number two of the day. Today is a three Mishnah day, says the Mishnah, I'm an alpha base, halfway down. Bayis, excuse me, a house. Shumale Beiris, it's full of fruit. That doesn't necessarily mean a house, it means a room. You have a room that's full of fruit, and that room is sealed. It's a sealed room. Perhaps that was the way they closed. They didn't have doors particularly, and they wanted to seal off a room, so they stacked up some bricks. We'll see exactly how in the Gemara. It's a sealed room. V'nivchas. And what happens? It opens up on Yantif. The door, ki'ilu, not the door, but the wall falls down. Noitel mimakam apachas. Says the Tanakama, apachas, you're allowed to take from the part where it breaches. The part of the wall that falls down, you're allowed to take out of their fruit on Yantif. You're even allowed to break down that wall. You let it open it up. That's the Mishnah. So we have two parts of the Mishnah again. Tanakama said, if the wall falls, go in that hole and take out the fruit. Rameir says, break down the wall. Says the Gemara, what's going on over here? Anai, how does Rameir let you break down the wall? You're breaking a tent. You're demolishing. You're breaking down a wall. How is that allowed in Yantif? You know what we're talking about over here? We're not talking about a real wall with cement. We're talking about a pile of bricks. The bricks were just piled up, forming a wall. So that wall you could break down, that's the Chiddush of Rameir. Says the Gemara, one second, Amy, is that true? If I have bricks that are left over from a building, you're allowed to move them. You have some leftover bricks from a, at a building site, you're allowed to move them on Shabbos. Why? Because you're able to sit on it. It's a makeshift sh- chair. So it's not muksa because it has a usage. Sharginu, but if you arrange the bricks, you pile them up, then it's muksa. You're not allowed to touch it because it's set aside for building. So over here, it's true there's no cement, but the mere fact you stacked up these bricks making a wall shouldn't make it muksa, asks the Gemara. We're talking about Yantif. So in Yantif, we're going to be making on the muksa aspect, and not on the demolishing, on the muksa aspect to get the fruit. We have a price that proves this point. So the Bryce says the exact same point that we just pointed out that what is the din in the Mishnah? It's a din of Yantif. And what's the din of Yantif? A din of muksa. Why is it muksa? Because the walls are makeshift walls to stack up breaks, so we're being mekel on muks and yantif for the sake to get to the fruit on yantif. And that's the end of part one of the Gemara really dealing with the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to take a left turn and segue into other dinim that have to do with demolishing once we're on the topic. Says the Gemara, Amar Shmuel, about 12 lines from the bottom, first word line is Amar. Amar Shmuel, Chaysama Shabakarka Matir. 
If you have uh, something that's chaysem, that's tied together on the ground, you're allowed to untie it. You can unravel the rope. And you can cut the rope. So you have some sort of a, a hole in the ground that's covered up with a rope. You can untie it, but you cannot unravel nor cut it. Says Shmuel, din number one. Shabikilim, but if I have a keli, a utensil that's tied together, matir, I can untie it, umafkiyah and I can unravel it, and I can cut it. So on a keli, on a, uh, you know, like a cake box, I have a string tying it up, I can cut it, I can untie it, I can unravel it, do what I want. If the same string is tying down the ground, I can only untie it, I can't unravel it, and I cannot cut it. The din of Shmuel. When is this din said? Says the Gemara. Shmuel is referring to both on Shabbos and Yantif, it's the same. So on your cake box, on your keili, you could do what you want. On the ground, you could only untie it. Din of Shmuel. Asks the Gemara a question on Shmuel. Meisve. Says in a rice, If I have a seal in the ground, something tied up, Bishabis here. Only on Shabbos can you untie it. So, so far, so good. But beyond it says the The Brisa says explicitly on Yantif, you'll have to do anything you want, even on the ground. You could untie it, you could cut it, you could unravel it. Tashan Shmuel answers the Gemara. Amani Rameir Yishmuel says that Brisa that allows you to on Yantif unravel it and cut it is Rameir. Rameir holds up Rameir in our Mishnah. What did Rameir and Amishnah say? Rameir was more lenient on Yantif. Rameir allowed you to break down the wall. Says Shmuel, he's also going to allow you to untie the rope, to unravel the rope, and to cut the rope to get to this item in the ground on Yantif. Says the Gemara, excuse me, now says Shmuel, but that's Rameir, but please, Rabbanan Alei, the Rabbanan argue on Rameir, and says Shmuel, I hold like the Rabbanan, so what are you asking me? You're asking me a question from Abraisa, that Abraisa is Rameir who's more lenient, but I'm saying like the Rabbanan. Ask the Gemara one second. Do the Rabbanan argue on Rameir with regard to this? Then it's true. In our Mishnah, with regard to the wall, the bricks on the wall, there the Rabbanan argued. But do the Rabbanan argue with regard to tying up the floor? We learned in a price. by the ground. Then on Shabbos, you can untie it, you cannot unravel, you cannot cut it. And beyond it, matir mafkiyah v'chaytich. So the Rabbanon agree with Rameir. So ask the Gemara again, the cash on Shmuel. Shmuel, you said both in Shabbos, both in Yantif, you could only untie. You cannot unravel. You cannot cut the string in the ground. Who are you going like? You wanted to suggest like the Rabbanon? It's not true. They admit to Rameir in this case. Let's turn over to tomorrow's Da for a moment. Lamanal, Lamanal says the Gemara, who da'amar Shmuel holds kaitana like the following ta'ana. The ta'ana learned in a raisa. Beautiful, just like Shmuel said. With a kli on Shabbos, you can untie it. Don't cut it. Don't unravel it. Beyond if matir mafkiyah v'chaytich and the brisa. So this brisa is like Shmuel says the Gemara because the brisa says explicitly in the second line chaysam moishevik karka matir avlo mafkiyah and when Shabbos and Yantif. So Shmuel goes beautifully like the brisa. Says the Gemara, one second, everyone is laughing at me. You're right, you answered up Chaysam Shabakarka. What did the end of this Brisa say? Let's read it again. It said, Shabikli, only on Shabbos. But in Yantiv, you can do what you want. And Shmuel didn't say that. Answers the Gemara, Hamani Ram This Brisa 
is going with Rav Nechamiyahi. The Braisa that's talking about with regard to the Kalim is going like Rav Nechamiyah Damar, that you're only allowed to use an item for its primary usage, and therefore you're not allowed to use an item, you're not allowed to cut open the rope for a not primary usage. We're ready, we'll heal into tomorrow's daf. We'll pick up with this dinner of Rav Nechamiyah, explaining how this price is like Rav Nechamiyah, and Mertashan tomorrow.